Welcome to the Pursuit of Wealth, where the H is surrounded by abundance. Join us as we navigate and explore health and wellness topics from mindset to deep health to intentions and everything in between. We welcome you with open hearts, open minds, and with the hopeful intention that you'll become a tiny bit better than yesterday. Welcome to the Pursuit of Wealth, where the H is surrounded by abundance. And we are back. I don't know if you noticed, I'm hoping that you did, um, but we did take a little reprieve to kind of regroup, um, put on our summer outfits and see what the sun felt like. And now we're back for our second season of the Pursuit of Wealth. And if you if you didn't catch any of our first season, well, then you got to go back and listen. But we have this new season coming up. So either way, we're just Very happy to have you with us here today. And today we just wanted to kind of, I don't know, talk about our summers. And I think we've all had some pretty tremendous summers of self-growth, discovery, and hopefully some fun. I think I did myself. So um, let's just get into it. Julie, since you like to go first, and I'm not saying you're the oldest one here, but I mean, come on. Age before beauty, right? That's right. That's right. That's why Johnny's right. going to go last. He's the beauty. I will. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was an interesting summer. It was filled with adventure and uh, good things, not so good things. And as you mentioned, a lot of personal growth. I have been dealing with my own health issues. And so there's been a lot of personal discovery around that because my Hashimoto's antibodies were spiking. So my doctor put me on a pretty strict um, nutrition regimen. And that was going really well, got back into strength training and that was going really well. And, you know, we women over 40 and especially we women over 50 really need to incorporate strength training in order to keep, um, our muscle mass, our bone mass and our hormones a bit better balanced. And so that I have been finding is really been a great benefit to me. Then in July or the whole month of July, I was back in the States. Um, spending time with my family. My dad was diagnosed with late stage Alzheimer's as well as some other health issues. And so learning how to deal with all of that, there was a lot of drama and a lot of challenge involved. And uh, a few things that I did really find interesting from that trip. Number one, food in the US is so different and my body was not used to it. because we were traveling to really small remote places from time to time, I spent a lot of time in the car. And so we had to get the best of what we could get to eat oftentimes at at gas stations and service stops. And so learning how to manage that with all of my other dietary limitations for now um, was a bit of a challenge. Um, And then of course, dealing with the stress of someone with Alzheimer's, it's no two cases are the same. And so it, it really takes a lot of patience and a lot of learning, um, which is going to be an ongoing thing. Fortunately, my dad is getting great care at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. And so he's had the best of the best with all of his doctors. So 
he's doing pretty well now, which is much better than he was doing before I got to the to the US. The other thing I, I did while I was there is I promised myself, because usually when I go back to the US, I gain anywhere from 10 to 15 pounds. Um, just because I don't move as much, I have to really make a point to move my body. The food, again, is so different. And oftentimes, it's difficult for me to control where I eat um, based on what I'm doing. And, uh, and this time, I only gained six pounds, three kilos. And that was such a win for me because I set some, as I call them, bands, bare ass minimums, um, so that no matter what happened, I got movement in almost every day. 28 out of the 33 days of my travel, I was walking, doing some body weight strength, doing some strength training with weights, anything I could get access to, I promised myself I would do that. I drank a ton of water, um, which helped keep me feeling less bloated and lethargic. And less snacky a lot of the time because um, Americans love to snack. That's not really part of the culture here. So um, that was, again, a little bit of an adjustment. Um, and, and yeah, just learning to do those things and focusing relentlessly on my self-care as best I could made the whole process so much easier for me. I, I didn't feel burned out. I didn't feel um, as stressed as high anxiety kind of stress as I thought I was going to for, for those very reasons. So yeah, so now I'm home and uh, getting back into regular life and my workouts and yoga and my dog and my husband and hiking. We've done some massive hikes, nothing like yours, Tiffany, of course, but doing a 10 mile hike with 2,200 feet of climbing one, one day was pretty good, pretty challenging. Absolutely. We did that twice. Um, so that was fun. At least I'm not quite as unfit as I thought I was. You're definitely not. Now, you also were able to spend quite a bit of time with your husband recently. Correct? I was. Yeah. Um, Italians, Italy basically shuts down for the month of August. For most Italians, there is a required vacation time. And in his case, it was three weeks. And That's he amazing. was required to take it all at once. So we got to spend some amazing time together doing projects around the house. I, of course, because I had most of the month of July off of work to focus on my family, um, I had to do some work while, but it was great because he got to go play on his bike and do some kayaking and some other things that he enjoys doing um, while I worked. And then we did lots of stuff together. So it was, it was really a, a joy. The last time we were able to spend that much time together was when we were in lockdown. So this wow. was a bit more positive. Sure. Yeah. That's great. So now, you know, going back to, I mean, to sum up your summer, what would you say? What, what is the, the theme or, or what can you take away from your summer? The, what I can take away from my summer is that um, personal growth is going to happen and needs to happen in, in whatever form it takes. So don't, don't take everything that feels negative as, as a, a dis destructive sort of thing. Mm -hmm. find the opportunities to learn in those moments. And again, that theme of relentless self-care, it changed everything for me for that trip. And I can't, I can't emphasize enough that self-care is not selfish because when the end of the crisis comes, if you are not still whole, you have nothing, nothing left at that point. And, and why start over? Right. Right. 
Right. So, so those bare ass minimums are a great way to, to do it. It doesn't have to be anything massive. Right. It's nothing, you know, extensive or, or, you know, you didn't, it sounds like you didn't set yourself up for failure either. Right. No. Saying I'm going to do 10 hundred, you know, you know, 10,000 steps every day. I'm going to eat three balanced meals. You know, you didn't have all these little things that you needed to check. It was like, let me just take care of myself yep. and the rest will follow. Exactly. And sometimes it was 10 minutes of a video from YouTube. Yeah. And some but days you did it, it was a full on 60 minutes and some right. most days it was about 30 minutes. But I, I got up before everyone else mm. and made sure I could fit it in. And that way, nothing else in the day could interfere with that piece of self-care. And of course, you know what, it, you get those 30 minutes to yourself in the morning with yeah. no one else around, then you get a lot of the mental and emotional stuff that you can kind of decompress as well. Sure. Sure. Well, that sounds great. Now, how's you said your dad's doing a lot better? He's doing better. Yeah, the, they've got him on a medication that has him um, pretty balanced for now. So it's the beginning of our journey through this. And so as I learn, I'll share, you know, what I can, because sure. again, it's it affects everyone differently. But there are obviously some similarities to the disease. So naturally, and I think, you know, you know, seeing my grandmother and various other people go through it. I think one of the overwhelming themes of it too, is it tends to be a little bit harder on the people around because, you know, your, your dad, for instance, I'm, and correct me if I'm wrong, but his relationship with you has probably changed in the way he views you because of the disease. And that can be, I'm assuming pretty hard for you. Yeah. He was always my rock and now I'm the caregiver. Right. And I'm the responsible one. I have, you know, I'm responsible for his financial well-being. I'm responsible for his medical mm -hmm. well-being. And that is a lot of responsibility to carry, you know, when you're, especially with someone who wants to fight it. Yeah. Right. And that can be a difficult, it can be a difficult experience. Yeah. Yeah. But that's great. All in all, I mean, and, and I like how you said, you know, there was ups and there was downs because you could never group, you know, a, a time like that and suggest that it was all one thing because it's never one thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think when you have the moments of down or, you know, sort of heading down that roller coaster, well, exactly what a roller coaster does, right. It comes back up. So you kind of need those moments for yourself for, for whatever's around you to have different experiences and to view it from a different lens as well. And I so did, I appreciate I got to, that. Yeah. I got to spend time with some, some friends, my aunt who is 92, I got to see oh, wow. her and that was That's lovely great. to visit my cousins and one of, you know, some of my friends from high school in my hometown. Mm -hmm. I, at first I felt selfish going and, and taking those trips and doing those social activities. And I thought, you know what, no, I, this isn't selfish. This is this is you're right. Here. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going to have to piggyback on what you said. I mean, it's really been tremendous in self-growth, you know, just learning about myself and, you know, and, and what have you. I mean, you know, the kids are home for the summer. I got to spend a lot of time with my daughter. She's starting school uh, in September. So, and she's been home with me for the last five years. So to be able to spend some of that time with her. And, and actually, I, I kind of took a vacation with her where I didn't schedule anything for five days of the week. And we just did various things, but it was all about her. And it, that was a really nice time for us to have. Um, you know, we went, it, it wasn't anything tremendous either. It was just kind of small things, you know, that she wanted to do. You know, she, 
Uh, I took her to a rock wall gym, which we've subsequently done four more times because she's absolutely in love with it. And, you know, she wanted to go to Barnes and Nobles and, you know, we went for a hike, you know, just various little things like that. I, you know, it wasn't anything extravagant by any means, but that was a really lovely week to be able to spend with her like that. And she really enjoyed that too. So, so that's, that's been something that I've, I've kind of been a cornerstone. I've been doing a lot of journaling, which has been which has been fantastic. I started this 30 day challenge and um, I've just been going with it ever since. And, you know, one of the, the most wonderful things that I have done for myself was I, I read the untethered soul by Michael Singer and it really changed my life. And there was a journaling, there's a journal that I bought on Amazon for $18. This journal is fantastic. It is, you know, 300 pages of guided journaling, but it's really about who do you want to be? when you stand up for yourself, right? If something is bothering you, what is it? And why is it there? It's up for you to just let it go because 90% of what happens to you or, or what is projected onto you has nothing to do with you. And so the more resilient you can be to that, the more clear and concise and whole you can feel within yourself. And so I think that that has been, you know, a tremendous you know, growth for myself to really understand that and put it into practice. And no, I'm not perfect, but I do do my best and I do show up for myself. And it's always there, this constant reminder, you know, whether you're feeling fear or sadness or, or, or what have you, you know, it's, it's, it's for you to, what do you want to do with it? Do you want to hold on to it? Do you want to clutch that and take that with you? Or do you want to just let it go? That's great because so many people just hang on to or ignore and stuff down those, those emotions rather than feeling them and dealing with them and understanding what they are and letting go. Of course. And a lot of that comes down to a lot of ego work and, and things like that. So, you know, that's really been, you know, for me, the personal side of that, you know, has really been um, tremendous. I've seen the growth within myself. I've seen myself so less triggered and, you know, you know, what have you, when, you know, if I react to something, whether it be poorly or what have you, you know, I take those moments and say, why did that trigger me? So, you know, why did that upset me? It was something not meant to be upsetting, but it, it upset me. And I kind of go back and think about, you know what, this is probably why that upset me. Okay. You know, so I can understand for myself what my triggers are because my triggers are not your triggers and not Johnny's triggers. Right. So how do I manage that for myself? How do I understand that and become a, you know, a, a more, you know, profound thinker or, or, or whatever for myself. So, um, you know, outside of that, one of my other, you know, really awesome highlights is um, I've been able to do um, myself and my partner. We've been able to spend a lot of time outside, which has been really, really tremendous. Um, we did six day backpacking trip in Vermont. So we've been section hiking the Appalachian Trail. And we were able to take six days and just spend it outside. Now we've only done one night at a time. So this was something, um, this was something amazing. And, you know, it was such a different experience. It was something that I will always hold in my heart. It was, it was, it was a beautiful experience. The trip in Vermont, um, you know, if you're listening from New England, you, you know that we've had um, an extreme amount of rain, and especially in July. So it was very challenging because it did rain every day and the mud was just insane. And, and so there was such a physical, 
you know, there's such a physical ability to kind of overcome and, you know, just to move past and, you know, you're waking up every morning, your clothes are a little damp and, you know, it was just, it was just such a different experience. And I don't say that as a negative thing because I absolutely loved it. And I'd be out back there in a second with my damp underwear if I had to, you know, like it was that great. Um, and I spent a lot of time, um, I got a dehydrator last year. So, you know, nutrition is a huge part of me and, so I made all of our meals. I dehydrated um, all of our meals. So we were the probably the best fed on the trail. You know, you see a lot of the through hikers, which it really would be difficult. You know, if I was a through hike, I'd have to make you know six months of meals. I mean, that would be insane. Um, but but you know you know they're they're generally just tuna fish packets and little nor rice packets, and that's their meals. So we're coming with these. You know, uh, one of my favorites is dehydrated peppers, onions dehydrated salsa, dehydrated rice, and dehydrated ground chicken. And you just, I put a little hot water in there. I made these little koozies for the containers and you just let it sit. And 15 minutes later, you have this abundantly beautiful meal. Uh, and I did the same with like our fruits. I dehydrated bananas and things for the morning, um, some mangoes for the, you know what I mean? So I really took some time to prepare that for us. Um, so that was a great experience too. And there's just something so soulful about being on that trail people that you meet, it, it's not like any other place I've ever met people. Everyone is so kind and, and they're sharing the same experience with you. And, you know, even when I, I hike, you know, with somebody else, you know, with my partner, you know, I've always said, we are hiking together, but we both have our own experience. And I think that that's, you know, something profound too. You know, we can hike and not talk to each other, but we're both having a different experience or we can have, you know, conversations throughout our hike but we're still having different experiences. You know, what might be hard for me in that moment is not hard for her or vice versa. And um, so, yeah, so just getting through that was, was really awesome. And then again, we took another four day trip, um, which was wonderful. This four day trip, there was no rain and we slept in our tents for the, for the three nights with the, you know, no cover on. And we were just out in nature the entire time. And it was, it was truly wonderful. You know, we've got a lot of miles this year, more so than last year, even though we hiked more days last year, um, we were able to really kind of compact that. And, and I will say being outside for, you know, four days, six days at a time. I mean, gosh, there's nothing more fulfilling for me uh, in every, in every, in every way, just to be in nature. And I, you know, and I see it all. I, I'm walking with my eyes wide open and, you know, I can't even tell you the amazing things that we've seen. Um, you know, again, just walking with eyes wide open. So yeah, and how many know. of us never take the time to really unplug? And I mean, unplug and get away to that extent. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm so grateful for it. I mean, you're literally just sleeping on the earth. I mean, there's no better grounding feeling than just being out in nature. You know, you're out with the bugs, you're out with, you know, whatever. And, you know, I enter each trail, you know, and I, I, I say a little prayer that, you know, that the trail receives me and I will be humbled by the trail in, in whatever way. And I will, um, you know, follow the path basically. And, you know, things are going to happen. And, and I think that that's one of the great things about, I enjoy the, the most about the experience is I put on my backpack and that's all I have. So you want to talk about minimalist, that's it right there. And I am humbled because mother nature could give a shit that I'm out there. Yeah. And so I am very small and I love that because whatever challenges come, that's okay. It's cool. We'll get through it. Right. We have most of anything that we could possibly need to survive 
and mother nature is going to show us the way otherwise. And I, I find that to be one of the most gratifying experiences and that I, you know, I humble myself. And, and as I walk through, you know, those trailheads, when I first start, you know, it's a very, like I said, humbling and I'm, I'm honored for the trail to receive me as so many people have, it has received before. So definitely. Awesome. And we heard uh, kind of a preview that uh, we might have one of your favorite people that you met on the trail. Can you tell me about her? If yeah, we're able I, to get her on the podcast. I know that would be fantastic. You know, on our four day hike, we were coming down this, um, this pretty steep uh, descent. And, and when I say steep, you know, when you're hiking the Appalachian Trail, it, it's, it's just up and down the entire time. And, you know, we were, we had just come up, um, it was 1800 feet of elevation in 0.3, three tenths of a mile. So, you know, when you look at elevation, right, like, you know, you're talking about, you know, 2,800, which of course is hard, right? But is it over 10 miles? That's a little bit, you know, and so there's always, you know, the terrain is just oh, constantly changing. So we're coming down, um, you know, this descent and there's these two women that are coming up and just like naturally happens, you know, hey, how you doing? You know, because we say hi to everybody and they say hi to us. It's not like, a, what are you doing? No, it's very welcome. And so <clears throat> these women were coming up and they kind of just stopped and we just started sort of chit-chatting. And, and one of the women was like, oh, she'll never tell you, but, you know, she's a triple crown. And, and so for, for, for anybody in the hiking world, you probably know what that is. But the triple crown is, there's the Appalachian Trail, which extends from Georgia to Maine in Massachusetts. It's like 2,200 miles. Then there's the Pacific Crest Trail, which is in, um, it starts in California and ends in Washington. Um, and that one, I think, is close to 3,000. And then there's the Continental Divide, which I believe, don't quote me on this one, I'm not as um, fluid with the Continental Divide, but I believe it starts... Um, maybe in Wyoming and ends in New Mexico or maybe in Texas. I, I don't 100% know, but it is in the middle of the state, excuse me, the country. And so it extends, extends that. And so she's, you know, hiked all three of those and she was hiking the Appalachian Trail, sectioning it with her friend. You know, she has a blog and everything and Kara oh, will remember her trail name and I, I forgive me because I don't and it was something so beautiful and it meant it was from anyways this woman I, I just knew that I needed to spend more I didn't need to but I, I desired to spend more time with her uh, and unfortunately they were just doing a day hike because if we got to spend the time at a shelter with her forget it I probably would have been up till 2 a.m asking her questions and <laughs> um, but her name is Karen Berger and she has written books, I think like 17 or something, just about hiking. And she, um, you know, just in those few minutes, I mean, we were probably talking for five minutes, but I just, I knew that there was something, there was so much more to be said and to learn from her. And so she was walking up, you know, we said our, you know, goodbyes. And, at, you know, I finally turned around because I thought to myself, no, 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 no. I need to learn more about this woman. So I yell out and I'm like, where do I find your blog? And so she told me her name because it's something that, you know, we have trail names on the trail. You don't really tell people your real names. It's just what it is. And so she yells down her name and I said, I'm definitely going to look that up. So, you know, this year, you know, with this current season, we're hopefully, well, we are going to be doing a lot more interviews. So I'm hoping that this will be a, a preview of um, the ability to interview this wonderful woman who has, so many miles and so much wisdom underneath her feet. It was really profound for me to uh, to meet and it's something I'll never forget for sure. Okay, so Julie, if you can summarize your summer in three words, what would those three words be? Challenging, growth, and 
don't really know what the third one would be. I guess if I can use a hyphenated word. Do it. Self use a phrase. Use an idiom. Yeah, self self-confidence really. Just knowing that I I can do what it takes to get through these situations. Okay. I got two out of three. Um as you were telling your story, I wrote down for you consistency, resiliency, and challenge. So two of three ain't too bad. I like it. Uh, and what about you, Tiffany? Three words for this summer, if you can summarize it all up. Well, I'll say the Appalachian Trail. Okay. It's, it's, it's um, even though it's two words, it encompasses so much. And so I think I'll just leave that at that because it, it encompasses so much more. And I think I've sort of led on to the magnitude of that. Um, but beyond that, I would definitely say um, abundant in so mm. many ways between family and self-growth and discovery and just time, you know, time well spent, you know, especially with my daughter, uh, with Kara, with my mom, you know, time well spent. So those were not three words. That was probably 74, but it's okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Appalachian, abundance, time well spent. Yeah. We're not judgmental here. We're all friends. Thanks. And what about you, Johnny? Well, first of all, let's get your story. What's good with you? Yeah, my... oh, Johnny's three words. Yeah, why don't you preview <laughs> us with your three week, three words first? Yes. Okay. My three words for this past summer has been confirming. Confirming, meditative, and moving forward. Now, why is that? Why do I say it? We don't know. We're on the edge of our seat trying to figure that out. Johnny, tell us, tell, tell us, us, tell us. For our foreigner listeners. I didn't know if you were going to say surprised. COVID is one. Oh, uh, well, that's a good one. Just because you're in lockdown. We are in lockdown. Okay, so my summer began, in, really our summer it all began at the end of May, and we really didn't know what would happen going into the summer. We thought we would have a few more episodes um, left in the tank, but we all kind of decided that that was enough uh, for our first season. We had our good trial runs, we did what we could, we said what we needed to in the episodes that we planned out, and right at about the last week of May, first week of June, we all decided that Margaret, uh, God bless her, uh, she's come on and moved to other things in the CrossFit world and her job uh, that she loves, but she moved on to another job, so she won't be with us this season. But we still follow up with her. And Julie, of course, that last week of May, you went back to the United States, if we can remember. So we didn't have a chance to plan out our last couple of episodes. Yeah. And Tiffany, I remember you were pretty busy with your family. And that was be the beginning of your hiking journeys as well. Mm -hmm. For myself, I was kind of left, uh, left in the dust with all of you because I was still excited to make a few more. But that's okay. Um, what I did then for the summer was I kind of took a step back uh, from the coaching. I, I focused a lot on myself, nutritionally, but also through meditation. 
And I had a chance to talk to a lot of good friends and good coaches that I've came to know for across the past, uh, for the past year, really. Uh, some of them, we lost touch base. So we kind of just wanted to talk to each other and get to know each other again. So I was able to do that. Also right at about May uh, was when Vietnam, where I live now, became under lockdown, uh, reducing traveling, but also heightening a lot of visa restrictions to allow a lot of the foreigners that have been staying here for a little too long to be keeping them out, unfortunately. And while I don't any longer have to work, worry about the visa issues, I do have many friends and acquaintances that have had to deal and struggle with that. So I've been following. So all of us kind of just stay in our homes, work from our houses. Uh, on the positive side, being with family for much more frequently, that has not allowed me to go out um, to do my work uh, telecommuting. So that has been a challenge because I'm used to that routine of telecommuting to the city, of having a lot of conversations. Uh, outside, but I kind of had to force myself to do more video-based conferences and also to be staying around the house. And all I tried to put on a few projects from starting my own home gym, which I thought would have been more successful than it was. Um, I It was mostly about self-growth and learning of what I can and cannot do at this moment in time. And going along with that, I'd have to say deep health-wise, relationally, I was able to progress and really be with my wife a lot more, more mindfully. Uh, before, it was more through, through, yes, I'm here, but also working around my work schedule. Now, my work schedule is around my home schedule and my life schedule. So it flip-flopped a little bit, but... Let me tell you, uh, two months later, I am happier for it because I'm able to think more clearly and I'm able to adjust with my emotions more positively. And I'd have to say mentally, mentally a couple of months before I was in a place of a lot of frustration. I wanted things to be moving much more quickly for me on the business front, uh, coaching front, um, and also wanting to travel and to live in a different place where I am now, conveniency. But I had to take another step back and decide that where I'm at is where I'm mindfully to be. I now am at a place where this place is kind of like my, my ashram, my temple, the place where I don't wanna be frustrated at. I don't want this to be a wonderful place that I call home yet want to be going somewhere else into moving away from. When we have the philosophy of an ashram, we care for the ashram, we clean up our ashram. This is our home and our temple, and we don't know what's going to happen after, but we're not thinking about the after, we're thinking about the now. And I had to really get over that frustration of being so ingrained in my room, in my space, in the books that I'm reading, in the courses I'm taking, in the conversations that I'm having, and give that a time and a place, but also have my other parts of my deep health be separated, doing their own barbecues and messing up the floor and shit like that. So <laughs> from frustration, 
is the answer of not right now. Your time will come. Your time will come, little Johnny. So I've had to move on from that. And as well as environmentally, I'm lucky enough to, and believe me, I'm lucky enough to not be living in the city right now during COVID. Oh, yeah. As I mentioned, in a place like, so in Vietnam, we have Hanoi and Ho Chi Minh City. They're under severe lockdown, very limited, um, a lot of restrictions for limited going out limited leaving even to the point that in the supermarkets they give you tickets you can't just freely go into a supermarket to buy food anymore because the logistics transport has been slowed slowed so in the united states last year we complained about what what was it fucking fucking hand sanitizer tissue paper yeah toilet, toilet paper, paper. people were hoarding toilet paper they were uh, bandanas and bullshit <laughs> This year, it's a little more of a realistic crisis of produce and meat and eggs, the things that are (laughs) nutritional. Um, So that has been slowed. Prices have gone up in food for for everyone, even including us. But where there's challenge, I've seen some wonderful and great local uh, people that have owned restaurants, either they had to close down or they had to shift their business because they couldn't do business mm-hmm. to now be making meals for people that can't afford food or can't get food conveniently. They're dropping off food to their houses because they can't go out as often. And and I'm just so encouraged by that. Personally, since I can't do much here being outside the city, what I can do is give my donations and also give my appreciation to them. Okay, so being here, I'm able to at least go hiking. We have a mountain just a two minutes away. It's about a f- six kilometer, five kilometer mile hike up. And then it takes around an hour and a half, two hours, however fast you want to go. As well as being socially connected with my wife's family and being able to do my work online is such a blessing that I think is definitely an understatement. And I don't think that I could have done this five years ago, 10 years ago, because the platform was just not there. I physically wasn't living with a large family five or 10 years ago. And I was very different in in my emotional state. Um, Let's see if there's anything else with that. Yeah, so I think that kind of sums up my personal summer. as well as kind of beyond that, just doing a lot more purpose work and where I'm to go with the next part of this year into next year. There's been a lot of decision-making and planning that I had to do, mostly strategic, and where I want to take my own, my own business, my own work, but also what I'm wanting to do with the community at large and also with this podcast and how we can expand the podcast to a larger audience, to include guests, and to be changing the format in a way that's more engaging for everyone that's listening, but also for growing a community that's more interactive. Cool. And that's exciting. I mean, that's, I think, of all the things to come out of the whole COVID situation, and there have been a lot of horrific things. I mean, living in Italy, I'm living in the region where we were hit the worst. And, and, you know, nobody has to, we don't need to rehash what comes out of this, but 
the flip side of that is I think it's really helped people realize what what real what really is important and it's helped for many people it's helped strengthen relationships it's helped people learn that we can actually simplify our lives and live really well um, and to, again to just shift gears and appreciate that not everything has to be complicated we don't have to go long distances to get great um, personal satisfaction and, and growth that we can find a lot of it right here when we Absolutely. have the time to, to mm -hmm. do the looking in. And I think that's one of the things that has been the strongest sentiment about COVID is time, right? And you, you know, I'm hoping to those that listened can see time as a valuable thing and not as a negative thing. And, you know, I think that that's largely the message here, right? There is time. And Johnny, when you were talking about sort of simplifying your life and, you know, giving your wife and, and, and whatnot, you know, it kind of brings you back to the book by uh, Gary Keller, The One Thing, right? And, you know, we all should be giving our, I read ourselves that book too. I to, read a few chapters from that book. Yeah, yeah. well, and it's just, it, it's truly just about what is the one thing, right? Like, multitasking is bullshit because if you are multitasking you are given maybe 50% of you to do, to do two things maybe you know 25% of you to four things well how about 100% of you to one thing you know and i know that i try i do my best to exercise that in my relationships especially with my daughter um if if i need my phone i tell her because i want to give whatever it is that i'm doing on my phone my full attention and vice versa if i'm with her then i want to give her my 100% attention. Watching you know, those cat I, videos to 100%. That's right. I love, <laughs> never mind. That was a lesbian joke. Listening to somebody talk to me whilst I'm doing something else, or should I be giving them my full attention? It can't happen all the time, but it also shows respect to the other people in your life and, and, and what have you. So, you know, I, I think that that's a very profound thing is, is again, that kind of that one thing. And, you know, largely what I'm hearing from the three of us is, how telling of a summer it was in personal growth. And no, that was not the theme of our conversation. No, this was not a preconceived idea that we'll talk about our growth. It was something very individual to us. And we said, we'll just talk about our summer. But the three themes of it really is this personal growth, which I find tremendous. And I think that that's why the three of us click and get along so well, because we're never satisfied with who we are today. There's always something more or some you know, new way to be a little bit better, 1% better. We're not talking about this extravagant idea. You know, it's just, again, that 1% better. And it's something that seems very important to the three of us. It's something that the three of us really focus on for ourselves. And again, it's, it's that 1% better for ourselves, not for anybody else. And it's also, it's also kind of living what we, living what we coach our clients. Yeah. Are, right. Right. Living that. And it, and it, it isn't, one thing I just want to clarify, when we say we're not 100% satisfied, you know, with ourselves, that isn't to say that, that it's in a way that we think there's something wrong with us. No. It's in, the, in a way that we know there's so much growth that's there. There's so much to learn and experience and do and see and have and be that, that just kind of coasting along isn't, isn't our style. No, and you need we those experiences. Yeah. And you need those experiences to evolve. If you don't have those experiences, you can't possibly evolve. I couldn't be who I am at 16. 
because I didn't have those experiences to understand them, to see, you know, to, to steep them in who I am and understand. And I think that that goes for all three of us at various stages in our life. And this is something that I've told my daughter and I will continue to tell her, always be learning, always be curious. And I don't think that she'll ever have a problem with that because she has the most curious mind. Um, but in general, right, we, we always wanna be learning. And I think that that's something the three of us really have adopted in our lives. Outside of the podcast, it's just something that we can all unite over in a very serendipitous way. And I'll tell you, even my dad with Alzheimer's at age 89, he's still looking at learning how to do new things. He wants to take more wood carving classes. He wants to read more books. He wants to take classes and other things. Good for him. You know, and that's, that's why even with late stage Alzheimer's, it's why he is doing so much better than so sure. many with that stage of Alzheimer's. He's using his faculties. Now, what's his name? My dad's name is John. Yep. Good for John. And I, you know what? And I apologize. I don't think I've ever known your dad's name until now. So thank you for telling me that. And John, good for you. You're going to show everyone else out there how to kick butt at this disease. Yeah. So thank you, John. And thank you, Julie. And thank you, Johnny. And I just said three J's and now we're just going to say, and thank you, Jiffany. <laughs> or Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. I'll be like the peanut butter. So well, thank you guys. I think that this is great. I don't know about you, but I'm so looking forward to season two and so much more to come. And just a preview of our next three episodes, you're going to get a chance to get a little bit more intimate. Um, probably not in the way that you want people relax, <laughs> but a little bit more intimate with each each of us as we, um, you know, sort of interview each other. Um, and we're looking for any and all feedback that you may have. If there's something that you want to hear, if you have a guest that you think that we should interview, you know, our guests will be surrounding deep health and any facet that you could think of that that might fall under. So, um, so stay tuned for that. And again, if you have any feedback for us, we're always open. We do this for our listeners. Um, of course we do it for ourselves too, because we're selfish people, but um, no, I'm just kidding. We're self-care people, but we want to know, we want to hear from you. So if there's anything that we can improve upon, let us know. That's what we're here for. And we are super excited for season two. And we hope you all had a, a wonderful summer in all ways and, you know, saw some self-growth of your own. This podcast was produced by Julie, Tiffany, and myself. Keep updated for the latest deep health, nutritious conversations. If you're already successful in the health and well-being industry, a coach, practitioner, trainer, and other related career passions with a thriving business and have an interesting story, we'd love to hear from you. 